With the inception and traction that blockchain and crypto has gathered, the world is possibly on the verge of the largest evolution since the mainstream of the internet. Given the fluidity and dynamic nature of this technology, business leaders, enthusiasts, and veterans all need to band together to navigate the current and upcoming storms. Participants in Web 3.0 want a trusted resource that gives them pertinent information about projects, tokens, technology, and businesses. We are business people talking the business of crypto. We are Y Whales. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Y Whales, wherever in the world you are. Um, you know, there's so much exciting things going on right now. I think Bitcoin is is suddenly gotten out of the the 20k <laughs> uh, flump that it's in. Uh, crypto market's looking relatively green, although I haven't looked in a few hours. So, quite simply, who knows? They may have ended the entire thing and, and called off Web three. Uh, but it's been a really interesting time in and around the entire asset class. We've had some volatility. From the perspective of you know the global markets, from a tradfi perspective, have melted down, uh, and 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 the global crypto markets have really suffered from that because not only did we have kind of the the Terra Luna UST issue right before this, but we've had a number of other kind of massive liquidations with three euros capital and everything else. All of that, regardless, what we're seeing is a very vibrant community that's being born out of kind of this chaos of people that are building in the space. A lot of the theses from from you know really two years ago is what was in this current, uh, what was in I guess the previous bull run uh, of kind of NFTs, DAO technology, and a lot of other things that kind of came along the lines, as well as numerous level ones, including Solana, were all in this last bull run. That bull runs clearly over, and and you know whether or not we're in a crypto winter, I don't know. But the most important thing that we're seeing is this: this the builders start to show up. That that a lot of our theses were validated. That something is happening here. Something can be built here. And so with that, I'm going to go ahead and turn this over to uh, Giovanna and uh, and and uh, Emmy, who really again will have a uh, a great perspective. On, on the way things are moving around in the space and more, more a matter of like how they are looking to convert a lot of the traditional ways that people interact online into blockchain. So before we get into your current project now, Giovanna, you want to uh, give an intro? And I appreciate you wearing your YWALS hat. We were able to meet up and, and permissionless. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm super excited to, to see the brand growing in and around uh, Web3. Indeed. I'm cutting my merch from Florida around for a month now. Hi, Jay. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having us. So I'm Giovanna. I'm from Italy. Uh, right now we're in Rome. Uh, I'm original from Sorrento, which is a beautiful place in southern Italy for those who don't know it. I recommend it. Please ping me if you need any tips. Um, so a little bit about me. I'm a mechanical engineer by background, and that means a very long time ago. And since then, I've done a bunch of things. So perhaps I'll fast forward to the last 15 years or so. Um, I now just came out of Uber, so literally finished with Uber two weeks ago. Um, I, I've been, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I've been there for about three and a half years, and I was uh, the general manager for the Southern Europe region at Uber. A pretty exciting region, $1 billion in revenues, very high growth. Uh, you know, I, I spent uh, three very interesting years uh, during the pandemics with mobility being halted and, you know, everything that came out of that. Um, before that, I've been in the technology digital space for a while. So I, uh, the most relevant uh, uh, projects that I want to share here that are also relevant to what we're discussing um, are two online sports betting platforms, which I started and ran in Italy. 
um, um, that was about 11 years ago. Uh, fascinating industry, of course, always makes the headlines for all the wrong reasons, but the fascinating uh, industry from a technology, marketing, financial point of view, and I learned tons. Mostly, I learned the importance of surrounding myself with uh, capable teams that get the strategy and can pivot very uh, um, quickly, but also understand excellence of execution. And I think this is super, super important in the space where we are now, because that's the type of value that people like us can bring. And so I'm super excited by the opportunities that our previous experience in sports, in gaming, and as you know, business professionals can bring to the space. Uh, my Web3 experience, I'm a newbie. So I really converted to um, everything Web3 starting in 2022, so in January this year. So I, I don't know if, it, you know, having been, Jay, having been in the space for five and a half months might make me a veteran. I'm not sure. <laughs> at, at, at this point, surviving the current crash, you, you can claim a veteran status. I and, can claim, yeah. And, and, and no, I, I actually am honored, uh, you know, because you showed up at Y Whales and, and had no idea about Web3. And, and here you are five, six months later with, with your Web3 startup. And, and really that, that validates a lot of what we do and why we, why we do it. Um, I, I have a couple, you know, just quick questions on, on the past before we kind of move forward. Uber is, is like, if there's one thing they are, it is disruptive. Like they, like I, I'm sure there's another slogan for it, but it's not like we're going to destroy an industry. But clearly, that's that was their goal. They set out and said the taxi cabs are around the world. It's an archaic, you know, archaic uh, process. We can do better, and here's how. And so I really, yeah. um, to me. I don't care what Web3 experience you have. I don't care if you can read a smart contract or not. The experience of knowing how to go after a regulated industry that is that is hurting consumers, hurting, you know, la- lacking choice and lacking transparency is a massive win uh, of which no one else can find. And so, you know, you've got your 10,000 hours, which to me is, again, very important <laughs> thing. And, and kind of, how, you know, that, that fine balance between regu- regulation um, and consumer adoption. And I think that too often that we, we, people focus on the consumer adoption side and don't focus on the regulation. And regulation isn't always a bad word. Um, you, you need to, to make sure you have rules and you're following them. Otherwise, it's, it turns into chaos. And we've, you know, we've, we've seen what happens in the Web3 world when there's no regulation. Uh, there's no consumer yeah. protection when things go wrong. And so those, those thousand percent returns that you, you made last week suddenly aren't so great when, when all of your coins are locked up in a protocol that's just going like, oops, we made some bad <laughs> bets on the back end. Like that doesn't work. So I really um, am excited to kind of hear more more about how you make these these connections. Yeah, um, absolutely. That's spot on. And in addition to the Uber experience and how they're disrupted or are disruptive, uh, disrupting an industry, in addition to that, you know, what we did before with Amy and, and a few other former colleagues that are also with us on this project in the uh, sports betting industry also is kind of, you know, goes along the same lines because the um, also in that case, the industry is made particularly challenging and interesting also by the regulations or in some cases by the lack of them. Um, what is interesting I find about the regulations is that, I, you know, that people don't naturally think about it. And I would have not thought about that before getting into gambling. Um, but actually what comes out of regulations often is a lot of creativity, especially when technology is involved. Because, for example, take betting. Okay, what we do now is not betting, but I'm talking about my past experience, right? So 
take take betting and take betting in a highly regulated country like Italy. The 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 the, the type of safeguards and rules and limitations that the regulations impose you um, force you to be you know, very lean, very efficient, um, and very creative with your technology because you need to make sure that your technology stack keeps agile because regulations keep keep coming all the time and they change the rules of the game. And also how you think about your customer keeps that same agility because literally overnight, a regulation comes and you cannot advertise anymore. Like literally this happened to us. Like Amy was managing a $12 million um, uh, dollar marketing budget and suddenly marketing is forbidden. You know, what do you do now to make sure that you acquire your customers in an economical, sustainable way, you know, and how you go around that and be, you know, bring your ingenuity and your guerrilla and this and that to the table. So it's a like because of the regulations, counterintuitively, because of the regulation, it was a constant reinvention on our side. You know, and that is true in, in places like Uber, very much so. Like we literally on a country or city level, we found ourselves having to reinvent operationally how we were managing the business because the new rules were coming into place. You know, Giovanna, I, I want to say that you just gave a, a, a string of sentences there, which are so foreign to this asset class of actually innovating client acquisition. You know, how do you, how are you actually serving your clients versus just making, you know, doing these things. And so I, I, I'm excited really to, to continue on and, and hear, uh, you know, quite a bit more because that's a thought process that doesn't have to, you don't have to know how to read a smart, read or write a smart contract. You don't even need to understand it. These are, these are core fundamentals of which, you know, people, people can go to school for a decade and never have the, the experience yeah. that you got there. So I'm really excited. Um, Emmy, Sir, how you doing? Where, where, yeah, did, where yeah. did you come from? How did you get on this crazy journey? <laughs> uh, so, uh, well, si- similar journey to, to Giovanna, actually. I'm be- relatively new because I, I joined in, uh, during uh, this you know, uh, bu- um, bull run during the winter. So when all of my you know, close friends started you know, talking about, oh, guys, this is crazy. This is going super strong. It's Fantastic. So I joined and then that's when suddenly things started going the other direction. So this is your fault is what you're <laughs> that's saying. That's the plot twist. <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, when I, when I started, you know, looking more into Web3, what I really loved was the speed at which you can learn, test, learn, fail, improve, test new things and this is on one side and the other side, coming from the marketing background, I really, and I, I get to that point, I really love the ability to talk to, uh, you can talk directly to your customer, basically. What, let's say, in, uh, in Web2 used to be customers, now uh, community, it's community, it's members, regardless of the name, you can talk directly to them and that's really uh, a, a value added um, totally. In terms of just a couple of words about uh, you know what I did before, um, I joined uh, actually uh, one of the the first uh, startup that Giovanna mentioned in gambling, and I joined as uh, in the customer service area. So I was talking directly to to customers, and from that on, I, I you know I grew up and I you know got more responsibilities in the marketing area. So that's where I built my expertise. And after seven years in gambling, I moved to 
uh, in the travel industry and I was general manager for an hospitality company, uh, online hospitality company. I was general manager for Italy. And then again, similar to Giovanna, I left to, to go all in with Web3. And every now and then, now I don't have enough time, but previously, if you see on top of my shoulder, that's a little cart because I used to do some you know, adventures and off the beaten path trip. And this is a self-made cart that I used to cross a Bolivian desert. But this was prior to COVID. So uh, that's another way to you know, get entertained and uh, uh, exercise your, your ability to cope with the uh, unforeseen events and, and find creative solutions. <laughs> Yeah, there, there's certainly quite a bit of stress uh, in, in and around the uh, this industry. So, any any you know, uh, please let us know kind of the best ways to manage that from from our perspective as well. Um, you know, and I'll say that again, joining the bull joining the bull run is is the way lots of people got access to the, to this asset class. I mean, clearly it's it's not as exciting when it's you know going down uh, unless you're you know have a good entry point there. So so don't don't in any way ever think uh, you're you know there's there's no right or wrong time to enter it because once you can kind of peel back the curtain and you see what's capable and we're, we're so far away I you know from from mainstream of adoption um, I think a lot of people like to think that we're you know months away and I've heard someone say oh by the end of this year it, it's going to be mainstream we haven't even seen a wallet technology that exists that that's worth talking about um, coinbase just fired I think the entire team that was that built their wallet out because it turns out it was garbage so um, you know we, we've got a long way to build and a lot of things to to, to kind of make happen. But but that's going to require innovators like you showing up to the space that actually know how to build companies because building a, a DAP is very different than building a company. And so I'd love for you, uh, you know, Giovanna, if you want to uh, put up your screen share and, and let's give us kind of that elevator pitch um, on, on on what you guys are building and, and why you're building it. And then I'd, I'd love to, to kind of, you know, walk through that with you guys. The project is um, Sports Club. It's a decentralized our sports games on Solana, and I will explain in a second what that means. So um, we, you know, we, we, Amy and I and others come from a background of sports and sports gaming. And uh, we're doing this because we identified a, a you know, a, a clear opportunity in our view in Web3. Our um, ambition is to become the home of all sports lovers in Web3. Um, and uh, the reason behind that is that actually sports, and this has been validated as we speak because more and more things are happening, sports has a natural intrinsic ability to actually create engagement and connection uh, between people. And so regardless of whether the projects that are out there are about art or uh, cuisine or whatever that about there will be uh, uh, you know some people a good cha- good percentage of people that are drawn to sports and you know are happy to talk and connect with like-minded people um, and uh, what our vision is is to add excitement, create engagement between all those Web3 sports lovers through our games um, and actually provide DAOs with the ability to create their own their own games. Um, 
why do we believe that our proposition works? There's, you know, there's an ecosystem, the one that we're talking about. There's different stakeholders and players in the ecosystem. Each one of them is after different things. So we've looked at that from our lens of sports and gaming, and we have come up with a proposition. So I will not go through each one of those, but let's say that, you know, the most obvious one, starting with DAOs, you know, the communities that are primary um, a customer, they are, especially right now, uh, you know, in a, in a moment where some of the hype has faded away, you know, with the crypto winter, especially now they are after retaining community engagement or increasing community engagement. Many of these communities have their own token and they are looking for ways to add utility to that token. So those are the two primary needs that we are addressing. From the point of view of players, you know, they want to play, they want to um, have fun, they want to earn if possible, and they want to feel like they're part of a great community. Investors goes without saying, we're also looking at Web2. Uh, because of our you know, experience and personal network and all of that, we have very strong connections with back to Web2 sports communities and, you know, with we do know what they are after. So when you look at communities themselves, of course, there's the thrill and the adrenaline of, you know, linked to sports games. But there's also, a, a, you know, a good percentage that want to be seen as pioneers of Web3 that don't really know how to get there. There's, yeah. I, what's a sports game? Uh, sure. So here in this, of course, um, in this definition, it's anything that is gamifying sports, right? So it can it, it includes betting, in, okay. like you know, in my in my umbrella, it includes betting. What we are doing is not exactly bet pick, but anything that takes in real life sports and adds a gamey a gamification element to it because it just amplifies the thrill that you have, you know, when you follow gotcha. sports. So, yeah. so this is this is live sports, uh, soccer, football, baseball, all all the all the sports, and doesn't matter which one it is. You're quite simply adding a layer on into which people can engage with others around the world using Web two or Web three technologies to uh, interact to talk or potentially to make make bets around. That's it. That's okay. exactly that's exactly that's exactly it takes me a second, but I got I think I got it now. <laughs> well my sports games does not even exist. It's just like my way of explaining it. Um you know and there's there's and, and within sports too there's communities players but there's also and very powerful um, sports influencers, whether it's mm-hmm. athletes, former athletes, commentators, there's quite a lot of powerful influencer influencers out there that have communities. They are they are looking for more ways to 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 monetize some of those communities and again be seen as pioneers. So we want to find ways of, you know, kind of building that bridge. And there's lots of people out there that are bringing uh, are, are building technologies to facilitate that. Um, you know, we believe that we have the knowledge and, and uh, the, the concept of the product um, to help out. So given all of these, what we are building as a proposition is a B2B2C um, DAO tooling, if you want to look at the macro category, even though we're focused on sports. And why, why you know, we're considering our product DAO tooling is because we're actually providing DAOs with a platform as well as services. And I will come back to the, to the concept of services because it's actually very relevant. 
and you know for them to run uh, games that are linked to event to sport events not only we're also starting predictions on the price of solana and the floor price of the gods and stuff like this um uh, you know to achieve those those objectives we have a free to play mode and we have a token uh, mode as well very cool um yeah so uh, thank you so in essence what is it that we have so the core product is sports prediction games they are very easy to use very intuitive easy um, interface they are linked to in real life um, multiple sports as we said a moment ago um, you know the, the platform is being decided and managed by us we are sports betting um, experts and used by DAOs as I said a moment ago now in terms of the tangible elements of the project we have uh, a two-tier NFT collection so uh, it kind of uh, reflects the B2B2C element right so we have a B2B collection a B2C um, collection um, the B2B collection, it's called the League Master NFTs, is for DAOs. It's a very limited supply. We, are, we started selling it this week. Uh, and when I say limited supply, I mean 25. So we have five early birds that, um, you know, we, we are looking to lock them uh, before the end of June. And then we left the 20, let's say, general sales NFTs. Um, and uh, this is the NFT that will give DAO lifetime access to our platform and a bunch of other things that I will say on the next slide. So, so is and, it users or is that is that, that NFT make a DAO? Da, the first one is for DAOs. So, um, okay. yeah, so the founder, the manager, whatever of a DAO, you know, we, we are talking to a few of them and, you know, they will purchase this for their community and they will use it. It's, it's literally like accessing a platform or a SaaS if you want. It's more than that, but, you know, that's the idea. And you Very actually cool. have, yeah. So, so, it's um, like, so, so essentially using the NFT as like a software license for your... That's it. That's precisely okay. it. Yeah, yeah, okay. that's precisely it. That's precisely it. You also have other utility linked to that NFT because, for example, you can choose not to use it to create games, but you can um, stick it and let it breathe. And after one year, it kind of duplicates itself. And the reason why you will do that is because you can monetize that NFT even without using it yourself. And you can rent it to DAOs on a monthly basis. Like you can be an investor, get one of these. You can get two. One you breathe, you don't use it. And one year later, it's, you know, it's, it, it's duplicated and you're Hopefully, you'll monetize uh, uh, that. And then with the other one, you can rent it on a monthly basis to communities that, for whatever reason, they could not afford the, the, the NFT or there were not, uh, no others available or they just want to trial, and you can rent it to them on a monthly basis. Very cool. Yep. Uh, we hope so. And then there's the retail collection, which is, uh, you know, we call the MVP, so Most Valuable Player uh, Collections. This one will be minted. Um, we Originally, we thought early July, but it's probably going to be first week of August because it kind of goes at the same time with the sports calendar restarting, you know, uh, anew. So there's quite a few sports and tournaments that restart at the beginning of, of August. And uh, this is more than 25. So this is probably five, 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 five. So somewhere between four and 6,000, but probably 5,500. Um, and obviously completely different price points and it, it has different utilities. Um, the N, this NFT project is art and utility. So, you know, we, you know, we, we do care about our art. Um, Amy is, you know, is, 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 um, 
is a great marketeer and he has been speaking to I don't know how many designers because he wanted to find the right one. So we are finally working with the designers um, and, uh, you know, working with them on the main concept, which we have, and actually involving our community um, in a series of call for trades. So it is our community that is helping us out with giving ideas about the specific trades. And the idea about around the art is that, you know, the, the art tells uh, a story about sports and, uh, and you know, and sports characters. Maybe Amy can say more uh, later. So that's the, let's say, art part. Uh, but more than that, it is a utility project. So, you know, the art is important um, and we all know that, but it is mainly a utility project. And, you know, as I was saying before, it, you know, it gives access to, to those benefits. We will um, have, although we don't, you know, we, this will be a second phase, we will have our own token and we are looking to um, get that in Q4 this year. Um, and the token will, again, have a utility. You know, it can be used as currency to support some of our games and it also used to unlock some additional benefits for the DAOs that want to use the, you know, the League Master, the League Master NFT. Um, if I manage to go to... No, yeah. no, I, I love that. So just real quick while we have you on there. <clears throat> so so there's a lot, you, you guys have very much planned this out. There's a lot of strategic planning you've clearly done on this. Where does where is this model currently existing today in, in any other sense? Is it does does is there kind of a um, a precursor of what you guys are modeling this off of? Um, yes, there is actually uh, one that we know quite well. So there's there's a, um, a, a it's within the Solana ecosystem. It's called Community. So what they did, this is very, this is quite interesting. So Community actually has a SaaS. So they have a, um, they have a marketing software. Mm-hmm. And they had a marketing software in Web2, and they were already using it successfully with some companies like Sandbox, for example. And, you know, and that's where I suppose they got the inspiration to transition or extend to Web3. And um, what, so they, they, they have a software, they actually gamify marketing, uh, marketing activities uh, for DAOs. And um, um, they did exactly this. So they developed this two-tier approach. They have a B2B NFT that is called Labs. Uh, right now, I think there are two available on Magic Eden for 4,000 Solana, so quite valuable. And, um, and, and, you know, you would, you would, uh, you would acquire one of those NFTs and have utilities that are similar to what I just described to you okay. for the sports club, except in that case, it gives you access to their marketing backend. Very cool. Um, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh. they also have a B2C collection, which has different utility. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. No, thank you for, for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, then um, one thing that I, you know, one thing that I think it's worth mentioning is, you know, it's for us, the team is a key differentiator within the space. I will not spend time on this one because, you know, we're talking to wild whales and, you know, the, the, of course, this is like, this is business as usual uh, for you. Uh, but, uh, you know, within the space and looking at the wealth of NFT projects that are out there, Actually, having proper business experience and knowing where you come from and knowing how to talk to customers does add a lot of value. And so, you know, we, you know, we, we, we are proud of building that type of differentiation to the space. Um, I'll jump here. Um, this is, you know, this is to, to, to describe about our existing. Pro- so we have an alpha version 
uh, functional uh, version of, of, our, of our product. And uh, what we did was we tested this product first with our own community, and then we ran a tournament in Solana. We brought together 16 different DAOs, and we had them compete in a tournament. This was the last week of May. Um, and what we were after is to actually check the engagement metrics because, you know, in our head, this is, this, you know, this is uh, a great, um, this is a great product for the space, but, you know, of course you want to test that and engagement is the most important thing. So um, what we have so far, we've been running this for just over two months. We have a small Discord. It's not a hype Discord. There's no botting, no nothing. Um, so Within a, a small Discord for now, which is about 4,000 people, we had to date 50,000 predictions. So people actually like to play. Um, we had 4,000 unique players, and more than half of those are repeat players, which means that they, you know, they come, they play the games at least twice. So those are very encouraging metrics. Um, and out of our, you know, out of all the different games that we run, I, you know, I wanted to show um, that it's very few seconds. This one, um, which is, as I was saying, this Super League we called uh, between DAOs, um, 16 top DAOs in Solana. We run games every day for six days. Um, and, uh, you know, we run two different leaderboards for different prizes. One for, was for individual players and one was for DAOs. So as a player, you could choose which DAO you are support it um, and your points will you know will, will accrue for that uh, for that doubt let me see if the video works um, yeah it should work and we, so and we can is, and we can overlay that one later later so don't worry about it but yeah please okay. please, please talk us through this okay okay fine so um, let me go back in that case right so this is like a little video from the final date, right? Like I'm a player, I get onto a very simple web app interface. I get here and I'm asked to log in with my Discord. Um, so I do that. User authentication is super important to avoid fraud. So, you know, I get through the um, Discord and uh, I start playing. And starting playing means, first of all, I select which DAO I'm supporting. And then I have six different sports events that I am, uh, whose outcome I'm predicting. And um, one of that, here you go, one of that was the, the, the last one would always be about, you know, the crypto space. Um, so I'm placing all, I'm placing all of my predictions. I submit them. I um, can choose whether to come back to these and change them. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, I can check where I, where I am on the leaderboard. So you can, as you can see here, there's a DAO leaderboard, you know, how different DAOs, where we're uh, doing as well as an individual one. So very simple. There's that. Uh, but this created a huge amount of hype. The DAOs went crazy. They, you know, they started all their memes on Twitter. They were competing against each other quite fiercely, but with a laugh, you know, it was like really very welcome, positive atmosphere in a week that was quite gloomy for, you know, what was happening outside of the, outside of the game. So that was very, uh, that was very encouraging for us. That's great. And, uh, yeah. Um, so I'm sorry, I'm trying to get my mouse in the right place. There we go. And, um, 
Right. So say that, just, you know, this is just a very quick overlook of the things that we're doing. Now, where we're going next, um, as I said before, we really have that ambition and we think that we have what it takes, um, you know, to be like a really powerful sports platform in uh, in Web3. Um, at the moment, we are adding some key features to our product. So uh, the two things that the devs are, are, are working on is, to integrate the token into the prediction. So as I, I said before, that one of the benefits of our product is that actually DAOs can use um, their own tokens uh, to power the games. This is a feature that for now it's manual. And so we are integrating and developing that. And we're also starting skinning some of these tournaments for other DAOs that are interesting in the in the product. Um, and then, you know, one other aspect there is real-time results and settlement. As you know very well, the oracles that, you know, set to the sports event is super important. Um, until now, the size and the scale of what we did um, uh, allowed us to, you know, to do that uh, not in real time and more manually. And we are now, in, you know, in, uh, uh, looking into integrating some certified and typical sports feeds that you would also use in betting. Um, so that's for the product. But Beyond this, this this is the short term, like beyond that, where we are trying to get to is, first of all, um, we're doing this in Solana for a bunch of reasons, but we do believe that there's a good opportunity in ETH as well. So we're really um, keeping, you know, keeping our radar on that one. Let's see what happens with the merge and all of that. Um, <laughs> we, <laughs> yeah. I, I, lo- I love hearing that developers and startups are are weary of ETH at this point because it's the less secure, less known platform compared to like Solana is just going to reboot. I'm sure you've dealt with a number of the reboots yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and at this point it's become kind of normal say, uh, but, but I, it, it's interesting to hear like, you know, there's a lot of concern over, over that merge. So, yeah. so real quick, uh, Giovanna and, and also, uh, Emmy, I'm going to get you chatting a little bit. I know you've got a few more slides, so I don't, I'm not going to jump, jump too deep into it, but, but where we're at and what we just talked about, kind of we rolled through, like you're, it's a massive market. Needless to say, you, I mean, the, the idea that, that people just want to have a very binary winning versus losing, you know, it doesn't really matter what the event is like, you know, and right now DAOs, I think are a perfect example of, of an, an early client to use because clearly they understand Web3. They, they know how to, you know, manage the tokens. They know how to manage the Web3 login and startup. <clears throat> How, you know, from a, you know, web 2.5, you know, perspective, how do you feel that the onboarding will be for, for like normal, um, normal people? Do you think that this is still going to be kind of a crypto thing for a while? Or do you think that you'll start getting, seeing some mainstream adoption, uh, you know, before the end of the year? Yeah. Um, well, I'm, I'm an optimistic, so, you know, I, <laughs> I'm an optimistic by nature. And, uh, and I think that, you know, in these circumstances, you got to be, you got to be very realistic. And especially when it comes to security and not take stupid gambles with your teams and your money and all of that. Uh, so absolutely you have to be vigilant, but at the same time, I like to be an op- optimistic. I think that optimism actually, a uh, creates ingenuity. Um, so I'll go for your second option there, which is, uh, you know, which is that we'll start seeing some adoption by the end of the year. Uh-huh. And uh, now when it comes, one of the reasons why I say that is, but you said at the beginning of the postcard, this is the time for builders, right? And uh, and we heard that a lot as, uh, uh, you know, at Permissionless where we both were um, as well. Uh, the, uh, the, you know, the, the, the way to come out of, 
what we are going through right now is is you know is to develop innovative uh, technology and uh, to actually foster that broader you know broader adoption that everybody is is talking about. So this is not necessarily the time for brand projects as much as it was maybe a few months ago. And so building and improving the technology and improving the security and making people feel safe so that crypto is not this, ooh, this horrible thing that is going to crash and ruin us all. Uh, you know, everything that goes around building security and safety and usability, I think it's absolutely needed in the space to overcome the current times. And, I, and, and, and you know, and like the best minds in the space of course, I'm working on that, which makes me which makes me optimistic. That's fabulous, uh, Emmy. You, I, I know that Giovanna yeah. can't hear you, but please uh, jump in, and then Giovanna will. Yeah, you know if, I, if I may add a couple of points on this, I see. I personally see two reasons. So, two two let's say obstacles in the way for Web two to move to Web three at higher pace. One is more emotional obstacles like uh, trust especially trust issues. And that's given partly by the high volatile of this space and also by, you know, the fact that uh, there's not toxic people. Uh, you hear a lot of scams and so uh, security uh, systems are not so developed. So that's one thing that requires uh, more work, let's say, or it's, it's a bit more complex to, to tackle, but it should be tackled uh, by the whole industry. And another thing I see on the way are functional obstacles. Um, the, the biggest of, of, of those is, you know, the how easy and intuitive it is to access those community and to access those technologies. So right now, if we take, you know, just getting around Discord, creating wallets, buying an NFT, things like these are very you know, not easy to understand, uh, even if you are, you know, quite used to, you know, buying things on, on, on the web, on, online. So I see that as primary point where technology, to Giovanna's point, can make, can become an enabler. Just to tell you our experience with that, when we started gambling in Italy, the online penetration was just 12%. So most of the people were playing at shops. When we left the industry, that penetration was 60%. So we, and you know, the enabling factor was make registration, creation of the account and payment much, much easier than they used to be at the beginning. Uh, so we can see a similar journey and I expect levers will be the same. So functional accessibility and more trust, uh, increased trust in the you know, you, you, you say journey and, and, you know, I think you guys as seasoned entrepreneurs, you know, clearly understand how big of a journey this is about to be. I mean, clearly you, you guys are, this is a very large market and the technology is early as it is. Um, you know, this is, this is, this is really cool to see again, the, the initial concept of, of what could be kind of those, those early stage, you know, um, you know, betting, betting platforms or, or, you know, I, I don't even at this point really assume you put you guys in with gambling because it's still very binary. You know, I'm sure that the goal is to, is, you know, to lead to there. And I saw a roadmap in your deck that I'm sure you'll get to. Um, but you know, the idea around, you know, you guys are trying to just solve a, 
there's two people with conflict with conflicting interests that do have similar enough similar interests that they need to collaborate and and, and chat is a very kind of uh, interesting way to bring the world together. And I think that this is you know very cool. So please, uh, Giovanna, if you want to continue with, um, if you have any more slides you'd like to show. Sure, absolutely. Thank you. Um, I, I don't know if you want to spend very much time on, on this. This is just, uh, you know, this is the business angle. So this is to say, actually, where, you know, people are, are hopefully going to make some money out of, <laughs> out of this. So maybe I will not go through all of the details, but uh, in a nutshell, whether you hold a League Master NFT B2B as a DAO or just as an investor, or you hold a retail one, um, or you are the sports club, you are going to make some money out of this, you know, uh, in a number of different ways. So if you don't have questions on this, Jay, I will just keep uh, and move to the next one. I, I think my only know. question would be is, is at this point, you guys have lived through the volatility of <laughs> the boom and bust yes. cycles. Yes. Do, do you still feel confident pricing things in, in a native Currencies such as Solana versus you know uh, you know US US dollars uh, per se because I, I talked to a number of of projects that are like this and quite simply as a point of feedback you know they they sold their projects you know at three thousand dollar ETH um, and and quite simply they're insolvent at this point because they they were so involved now you guys you're launching at this point today where you know you should be on the upswing I, I'll be disappointed in myself as well as a lot of things if Solana continues to go down. But, but do you feel as a, as a business professional that you can manage the volatility of, of not just what you guys have to do from an overarching perspective, but then you're, you're trading, you know, you're, you're kind of trying to manage this, this dollars amount. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're spot on. And, uh, and, 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 and the answer is that no, we can't manage totally that level of volatility because this model is uh, we brushed on it, but this model has a strong operational component to it. So the team is important. Like we are, hard, you know, we we are we have a, a team. We're almost twenty by now. Not all of them are full time, but we're almost twenty. But we're still hiring because as we are closing some partnerships with DAOs and they are purchasing some of the NFTs. We will need people to operationalize that and offer support. So uh, it is, a, you know, it is a strong utility. It has an operational component to it, and therefore, um, the volatility is an issue. So the the, the way we're solving uh, for this is that our our league master um, NFTs, so the B two B NFTs, are actually pegged to the dollars. So what we're doing is that the five early birds, it's in Solana, it's five 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 Sol which when we designed this was worth three times what it's worth now, but it's okay because this, you know, this is the, this is the um, early bids version. These are DAOs that are going to work with us on improving the product. We already have two of them on board. Um, they, they have three between the two of them, three NFTs, um, and we'll keep this blocked until the end of June. And then after that, the other 20 NFTs will be pegged to the dollars because otherwise the model itself cannot, you know, cannot be sustainable to your point. Awesome. Awesome, fabulous. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I, I think I have another one. No, I'm done. So this was this this was you know these were the very few that we wanted to show. Um, you desire contacts. We did have a roadmap, but I left it in the appendix. I don't know, you know, how exciting uh, it can be, but of course, happy to take your questions, Jay. Yeah, no. Well, here you go. Now you guys both get in. By the way, uh, Emmy, feel free to just 
you know, talk over Giovanna and we'll, um, cause I know you guys are having some communications on not hearing each other. So, um, I, number of questions and l- let's start off with the, the, the roadmap to get this thing built. There is, you know, if, if anyone thought that web two developers, uh, were, were a scarce commodity, now we're into web three and there's almost no one that exists, especially rust developers. Cause you guys are starting with Solana. Oh, there you go. Um, <laughs> How are you finding the acquisition of talent to build out your your theses? Uh, yes. over, you know, are, how is that going? Yeah, so um, challenging. I interviewed an enormous amount of developers. Actually, I'm very pleased to say that the ones that are helping us right now, I actually we actually met them at Permissionless in Miami. So, oh, great. <laughs> so that that's your immediate return on investment there, just to start. <laughs> Um, um, but yeah, it was, it was challenging and we interviewed plenty of developers. We, uh, tried, uh, you know, outsource, in-source partnership, software houses and, you know, and, and so on and so forth. Now the, 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 I suppose the good news when it comes to our product is that, it does have a strong web two component because you know the the web app and the user interface and all of that 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 can absolutely with web two and in fact we prefer to keep it that way. Let's say that web three comes into place when you need the user authentication um, and also when you need to use the tokens, which is what we are integrating right now, um, and a bunch of other things in the back when it comes to settlements. Uh, but that's you know to build scale. The first version of the product didn't really need that. Um, so, you know, we, we could go to the first phase without really much on-chain um, uh, development needed. Um, and we're now starting working on that. But we have part of it. So we have a few plugins and a, and a few features that we needed to build. Uh, and now with the token integration is the bigger lift. I, 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 and again, I think this is just prime entrepreneurial spirit that you're just like, let's just build it and we'll figure out some of the details yes. as we go through with it. And I think there's, you know, that, that there's a, there's a very uh, strong, you know, uh, background for that. And the fact that you guys understand this and you, you can understand and pivot because people that, that build and say, here's my white paper and it's, you know, 30 pages long and here's all these details and math equations. And then, and then they go build it but they always are referring back to the white papers that day one. I, I think it's stuck a little bit in a pigeonhole because, you know, since you guys have started, the world has changed, you know, permissionless, um, you know, we were at what, 40 thousand Bitcoin, um, you know, it's decreased by over 50%. And we thought that yeah. that was the bottom. Um, yeah. you know, I'm not calling the bottom now cause I'm not, that's not what I do. Uh, <laughs> but in the same sense, it's, it's been really interesting to kind of see how you guys are, are going about this in a very fluid manner. Like, we have a core concept. We have we have a, a core, you know, a, a very solid vision. Let's continue to walk down this path, but it may not be a linear one. And I actually think you're you're showcasing that by, you know, you have a lot of big steps that it doesn't seem like you're you've put in stone that this has to happen uh, right off the bat. You're kind of let's put people in and test it. And based on that testing, then we'll go to the phase two. And based on the f- testing in phase two, so it seems like again this this experienced entrepreneur approach is the way you guys are, are going about this. Yeah, one thousand percent, Jane. I will tell you a little anecdote just on what you or what you described a moment ago. So when we ran this uh, DAO Super League, you know that tournament, we uh, Amy and I had to really kind of take on, you know, and have many conversations with our own team because within our own team, you know, some of us were saying, 
we need to have a much sleeker UX before we can present ourselves to D-Gods. You know, like D-Gods is the biggest project on Solana. Like we cannot possibly go to D-Gods and not have a better user interface. Now, we come from a world where actually user interface and how pretty and sleek things is, is, is like, is super important, you know, but that was in web too. And yeah. so here are Amy and I and say, hold on a second. Like these DAOs have nothing, have nothing. So something is much, is infinitely better than what they have now. So timing is of the essence and it's more important than other things are. So let's go out with that. Okay. And so we went out with something that from a UI point of view is, not particularly pretty, right? It's quite like homemade. Now, what happened during those six days is that the the, the, the the feature that communities appreciated more than anything was the fact that we were in the background providing them with the data, the stats, the templates to communicate to their DAOs, telling them you do this at this time, after one hour you do this, after one hour you do that. So we were managing them. And, so, and for us, it was nothing because that's what we do, right? Like we are operation, we're operations managers uh, uh, and, you know, and a bunch of other things. Uh, but that is what DAOs have come back to us and told us, I want more of that because that made my life easier. And that's what I, what I need. And so now and I want that and I want to use my token. And so then what we thought our, what was our roadmap changed quite substantially, you know, for the following two months. Yeah, and and I like the fact that again I, we get invited to do all these you know different uh, participate in a number of things like this, and they always try to say, "Well, you're going to use our token," and I say, "I'm not going to use your token. I have no interest in your token. <laughs> I think that's cute and it's great. And you can give me your token, but we have our own, and and you know we that's kind of our governance model. And so I really you know kind of appreciate that you're wanting to be inclusive uh, of of kind of each DAO and not not step on their toes. Speaking of DAOs, and and I think there's there's you know, two kind of questions I have. Number one, you say you're speaking to DAOs. How is it that you, you know, do they all, are you finding that they kind of have a, a public relations side? I mean, because it's thousands, you know, hundreds of thousands of people that are in a relatively chaotic model, or are you finding them to be relatively centralized with like, here's our operations team, and then there's members? Or is it members and there's just some random people that are reaching out? Because I've had it go both ways. I, I, <laughs> I, I have my my personal lens. I hope I'm not controversial here, but at the moment, I'm finding DAOs not to be very decentralized, not 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 in their governance, not in their voting system, uh, not in their management. That's my experience. So I, I'd like to point out that these are DAOs that are responding to an actual use like use case to go through with it. So when you're seeing people that actually have vision and they're still in control of their DAOs versus others that are almost headless and they have no purpose other than they simply exist. So that, that may be a little of, of the back and forth as you actually have people that, that do have leaders still in place. Yes. Uh, yes, that is entirely possible. And probably it is, not, uh, it is not by accident at all that the ones that we are managing to speak are the more centralized ones because in, indeed they have some form of leadership. And because they have that, most of the, the most of the communities we're talking to, they reached out, even though we are relatively small still, uh, you know, in terms of I don't know, number of Twitter base or whatever. Uh, but 
but but we created a lot of exposure for ourselves through engagement, as I was saying before. And so a lot of these these communities are reaching out to us. We had like five calls today in our diaries of sports focused projects wanting to talk to us about partnerships and doing stuff together and so on and so forth. And so the ones that reach out tend to have some form of leadership and they are the ones that we progress the conversations mostly with. Um, so absolutely, there's there's one aspect of that. And then the other one is that when we run the tournament, we actually made a conscious effort of involving the bigger ones and typically the bigger, most successful ones, um, you know, tend to have it like a team of I don't know whether it's the founders, the ops manager, the community manager. You you know they they tend to have some clear roles because they are managing and, its and, scale. And that you know I, I like to say it's decentralized, you know, autonomous organization, not decentralized anonymous organization. I think a lot of people confuse that a that it, it's they they should be self functioning. Um, but but that doesn't mean that they have to be a bunch of strangers that have no idea who they are. And so uh, autonomous is is really the correct term. And so I think what you're like quite simply finding is that the more professionally run DAOs that probably have longer legs, um, even though there may be others that have a higher value. Um, you know, it, it's a lot of that's kind of sometimes created by FOMO. Yeah. So very very but, interesting yeah. perspective. <laughs> Absolutely amazing, uh, Giovanna and, and Emmy, what you guys have already built. And I think one of the things that I really want to just kind of end the, the presentation with that you guys just did was was the speed at which you're moving. Um, what when was the concept? You know, because again, you've only been in the Web three space for five six months. When did you guys come up with the concept uh, compared to when you started implementing? Absolutely. So we started uh, toying with the concept towards the end of February. And uh, we we started being in the community, and uh, you know these were in all of that, and then the, the 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 first elements of the product probably be between end of March and early April. Um, wow. Now, now compared to what was in our mind um, at that time, we had an evolution, as we explained a moment ago. So even the B two B two C concept was a bit of a pivot because we had started with a more B two C type of um, uh, proposition, and, the, and and as we entered the space with a B two C proposition, we started looking around and we saw all of these DAOs and communities kind of running short of ideas after the initial hype and the pre-meet and all of that. And we realized, actually, we can do so much more for this space if we talk to communities. So, so you know, there's already been one pivot, uh, let's say. In you, you, know, you know my feeling on Web3 communities. There's nothing else to even talk about. Like, if you if you don't yeah. have a community, you go go do something else somewhere else. So yeah. I, I love that yeah. you've already started with that. Um so, so let's let's kind of dive into uh, Alpha Drop. So, so uh, I'm going to start with you, Emmy, this time. What what are you kind of in the last few weeks, months, whatever the case is? Like, what's kind of really got you engaged in in Web three, whether it's a crypto project, blockchain, uh, NFT? Like, what what's kind of gotten you like in, in, uh, invigorated about where the space is going? So um, what I saw in the, la- in the last few weeks, uh, you know, looking at myself as a, you know, alpha hunter uh, myself. So I see, I tend to see, to classify two type of projects like uh, sim- in a simple way, but more brand projects and more utility projects. So on the brand side, as we, I think, uh, also mm, discussed a few minutes earlier, I think we, we are going through uh, consolidation. So we will have fewer projects that 
will go bigger because they have trust and credibility and they will make through this you know bear market and through the law of the engagement and uh, honestly i'm not looking more into newer or smaller um, brand project because it's very hard now to 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 build that hype that is needed to be a successful brand project you know to, to take that space so it's, it's kind of a winner take all um, type of proposition in my, in my personal view on the utility side i see more you know more things going on in, in that space i think that's where we should expect most of the evolution and um Myself, I try to look more uh, into projects that have uh, the, abil- the capabilities to not to stick to one initial idea, but more to pivot, to adapt, to change, because they will change. So that's a fact. Uh, and in that respect, I have one, one project, it's called Community. We discussed that uh, earlier on, which I think they have a, a strong utility, and also they minted in uh, in May. I'm a stronghold of them, so uh... <laughs> Not, nothing, nothing wrong with shilling your bags around here, man. It's totally fine. So no, I, I love that. And and you know, kind of how engaged are you, you know, with, with that type of community? So honestly, what I uh, what I like to do personally, that's my personal view. I like to join AMA with where the founders speak, uh, because that gives me one that uh, you know um, personal connection. Not personally that I talk directly to them. That doesn't happen often. But I can see what, who's the person behind the project, who's the person behind that PFP, uh, and that's what maybe you know it's, it's web to old style. But that's what I need because that this is what gives me you know the trust that that project can make it because I can see that the person has the right values and the right mental approach to overcome obstacles and uh, the right attitude. That trust, really trust, is, trust is a very big thing. And I, I'm glad, I'm glad to hear those words coming out of your mouth versus the hype of like, Oh, we think it's going to, you know, like the Shibu crowd, like they, they have no idea what they're, what they're doing, but they they do very well with it. And they, there's a lot of memes to it. So, uh, love it. Love it. I mean, that's, that's very cool. Um, Giovanna, what, what's got you, uh, crazy excited and engaged outside of your own project today? Yeah. So I, I have no idea what Amy said. So I hope not to repeat the same things. Uh, but okay. There are some individual projects that I like. I mentioned one before, that is the community concept, uh, you know, the, the two tier SaaS type of thing. Aside from that, I think that what is really, is really getting me excited right now. Um, and again, I'm talking about the Solana space is this notion that a lot of DAOs are, um, building products for other DAOs. And so really this concept of co- collaboration, you can start seeing taking taking uh, a proper shape. So there's, you know, there's a bunch of examples. I'll just tell you one. Um, there's, there's, a, there's an NFT um, project called Defellowship. And basically they provide a minting platform. So if you hold one of that NFT, they actually can mint your collection for you. So we try them out and basically it's for free. You know, if you're an NFT holder, then you just get access to it. And so we wanted to try them out. We tried them out with our smaller collection, you know, the 25 one uh, before going, you know, big with 5,000 art and all of that. 
and, and we work with them and uh, yeah it actually works and so here you go you're you know you are saving yourself a blockchain uh, developer in five days of work um, and you know and you're building some really long-lasting relationship that are quite interesting that's just one small example there are others this blocksmith as well in uh, Solana that provides a bunch of utilities again for those and, uh, and well, there's us but, and, and then on top of the individual utilities there's also networks that are being built so Community3 for example is spearheading this Solana collaboration network where they are putting together a few projects and we are one of them um, a few projects that they believe will collaboratively add some you know value and the way they are picking them is basically based on the value of the teams that are behind the project so that's their criteria uh, yep. separately we are working on our concept of sports network sports ecosystem so we are you know we are trying to take the lead on on that one uh, because you say sports but there's so many things that you can do uh, you can do around sports like we can bring the gamification another project brings the you know the in real life zoom calls with the athletes and influencers that you know are a complement to their gamification and so on and so forth and that is happening a lot in Solana and and that I find actually quite exciting also because I know that it will work only between teams that are serious about it. There's no way this can take shape if all you want to do is, you know, to do a culture project, but the, you know, the hype uh, be, be before the meet and then disappear. So. I love it. I love it. Thank you guys. So, I mean, really so much. And there's, there's, uh, there's a lot here in this. And again, I, I think that for anyone that, that just kind of listened to this podcast and, and really wanted to know, you know, about Giovanna and, and, and Emmy here is they're new to the space but they're not new to business. And so what you have here is a couple business professionals with, with really solid ethics and really solid kind of, you know, business use cases and, and, and roadmaps uh, as well as strategic planning that have entered and said, it doesn't have to be crazy different. It just, it's a different tool set of which we're going to use. And, and you're, you're doing exactly what any proper entrepreneur should be doing saying, I don't need to reinvent the wheel. I need to find the most, you know, efficient use cases of which I can have my ideas and my vision adopted into the existing ecostructure. So things like you're saying about, you know, like, Hey, instead of me hiring a developer and doing this, there's this great, you know, great platform that's SaaS based that can just do it for me. I mean, you don't have to build a website from scratch with code if you're going to use Squarespace. Um, they both solve similar purposes. One gets you up and running a lot quicker than the other. And so I think that these are really just some, that, that was really good. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jay, for having us. Thank Perfect. You. I love Thank it. You, so no problem. Uh, why Wales, that's uh, the sports club with Giovanna and Emmy. And uh, you'll find more of them. Where, where would you like for everyone to come find you guys? Oh, um, Rome is a good place to come find us. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Uh, uh, what you, uh, website? Where, where? Where's the best place yeah, to push yeah. everyone? No, I'll tell you. No, I, 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 I was trying to take my time because I wanted to project uh, the contacts. But anyway, um, we'll, we'll put it up on the we screen. We can for find you. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can find us on our website. So it's the sportsclub.io, um, or you can find us on Twitter. The Sports Club IO is the handle. And once you go on Twitter, you can then have the links to our Discord, to our light paper, and know more about us, about the project, about the team, and so on and so forth. Love it. Love it. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Y Whales. And we'll catch you next time. Be good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Bye. Y Whales was founded in 2021 by Jay Steinbeck 
passionate entrepreneur and business owner with the purpose of bringing YPO and YNG members together in the cryptoverse. YWales is a collaborative and confidential community centered around cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology, an exclusive crypto hub of more than 600 members. To be notified when we release new content, please subscribe to our show in your preferred listening app. For more information, visit www.ywales.com. YWales is not affiliated with YPO, but at this time only allow for YPO, YPO Gold, and YNG members due to privacy and confidentiality. Support and production for today's episode was done by Truthwork Media. Nothing in the podcast constitutes professional and or financial advice, nor does any information on the podcast constitute a comprehensive or complete statement of the matters discussed or the law relating thereto.